It is time for Rural News with Kim Moody and Ototahi. Kia ora, Kim, and New Zealand business leaders are heading to India to talk trade. Kia ora, Mani. That's right. Industry leaders will be among a trade delegation travelling to India to reignite business-to-business relationships. The India-New Zealand Business Council is taking a group of 20 members to India next week. Sully Murphy reports. The delegation will have three days of meetings with Indian government officials and will attend the annual conference of the Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry. Business Council Chair Earl Rattray, who has dairy interests in India, says it's a long overdue visit by the business community of New Zealand and will help build relationships. He says all those on the delegation want to pave the way forward the greater engagement of New Zealand commercial interests in India. Mr Rattray says for companies like Zespri, the key to growth in India lies in collaboration for new projects. In April, Australia signed a free trade deal with India, giving Australian exporters better access to the multi-billion dollar market. But at the time, Minister for Agriculture and Trade Damien O'Connor said concluding a free trade agreement between New Zealand and India was not a realistic short-term prospect. High prices for dairy have helped lift the overall value of dairy exports by 17%. StatsNZ says in the year to July, the total export value of milk powder, butter and cheese increased $2.8 billion to $18.8 billion. In staying with dairy, global milk production is expected to break its long-running decline and grow for the first time in five consecutive quarters. Rabobank's latest quarterly global dairy outlook says the milk pool of the so-called Big Seven, now that's New Zealand, Australia, the EU, the US, Brazil, Argentina and Uruguay, is expected to grow in the last three months of this year. Senior agricultural analyst Emma Higgins says it's a long-awaited turnaround in production. This is important because if we see this translate into growth in milk production, this would effectively end five back-to-back quarterly declines. So you could think about it in terms of a milk production recession. We've been in a milk production recession for the last five quarters, year on year, and uh, what we're expecting to see is milk production growth start to emerge from the end of this year. Emma Higgins says despite weaker milk demand from China due to its ongoing COVID lockdowns, it should still be a good season for farmers' profits. At this point in time, we think things are still going to be positive for New Zealand dairy farmers because although we are going to see, we think, milk production return into growth territory at the end of this year, we think it's going to be pretty modest. And when I say modest, there are still going to be some regions that will really struggle still with some of the output. And in particular, the European milk producers there could see some challenges ahead just with what's happening with the gas price in Europe, for example. But some good news for New Zealand farmers, we still think that milk prices here in New Zealand will still be favourable. At this stage, we're holding a $9 milk price forecast for the 22-23 season. That's Emma Higgins from Rabobank. Food prices jumped 8.3% in the year to August, the highest annual increase in 13 years. New Stats NZ figures show the price of fruit and veggies jumped 15% in August, meat, poultry and fish prices rose by 7.6% and grocery food par- fruit and grocery food prices climbed 8.7%. The annual increase is the highest New Zealand consumers have seen since July 2009. 
An employment company says farmers and growers aren't seeing the much-needed backpacker workforce coming back through the border just yet. It was hoped the fully reopened border and post-COVID extensions to working holiday visas would ease chronic labour shortages across the agriculture sector. But Lawrence McLean, the New Zealand operations manager for EmployShore, says that's not what they're hearing from their agriculture clients. We constantly hear about labour shortages from every client across every industry that we have. But again, particularly in the agriculture sector, we haven't really heard that movable or that kind of reduced yet. We're still hearing those same pressures from our clients. I think it tends to take some time. You know, you can open the doors to allow those migrants in, but it can take some time to actually recruit that workforce because they're obviously being trying to be attracted by a number of different countries or a number of different organisations. So it's still a highly competitive market for employees. We haven't heard many, if any, businesses really see that labour uh, struggle start to reduce yet. Lawrence McLean expects things to improve in the summer when more working holiday makers should come into the country. And he says it's a good time to remind primary industry employers of their responsibilities, especially towards seasonal workers, after exploitative conditions recently came to light. There's a health and safety obligation on one hand, and then there's your employment relations and minimum entitlement obligations on the other hand. And businesses are required to comply with both. So when it comes to um, RSE workers or migrant workers, which are inherently vulnerable, they're coming to a country which they may not know, they're having to do what can sometimes be quite uh, rigorous work. They really need, our clients and, and employers generally need, really need to make sure that they're complying with their obligations to not only provide a safe working environment, but also provide a fair and compliant working environment for those workers as well. Lawrence McLean says if employers don't follow the rules, there will be consequences. And just lastly, dairy farmers are about to pay higher slaughter levy rates as part of the TB Free program. The levy is collected on behalf of beef and dairy industries to support Osprey's program to eradicate the disease from New Zealand's livestock. From October the 1st, the slaughter levy for dairy cattle will rise $1.50 to $10.50 per head. Osprey's Disease Management General Manager Danny Templeton says market conditions are behind the increase with reduced slaughter volumes and increased farm gate prices for dairy. We retrospectively look at how much money has been contributed from each industry and then look at the farm gate value was obviously dairy's increased. So essentially that means that there's been a slight change in the amount that the dairy industry needs to contribute to the TB program. I guess what it does also need to be noted that it's not an increase to the total TB program that's still staying the same for the industry. Danny Templeton acknowledges the increase may not be welcome news, but says they're spending farmers' money as frugally as they can. He says the levy for beef cattle and the live export levy will remain the same. That's the Rural News. Koi rātou porongo o te tai whenua.